Let me just tell you a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and why would I do what I do. I live just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren. And in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital. So welcome to your afternoon So that's my story. And I hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness. But if you do, I would say that's my story. That's how I share it. And that's the story that brings me to you today. So welcome, friends, to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 28. Today's hug, the benefits of a serving spirit with Matt Upton, dad, granddad, author, coach, servant, and speaker. I am Dr. Tammy West here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. Wow, I am excited uh, uh, for our guest today. Matt Upton is one of the most positive people I have ever met in my life. I have seen him speak four or five times. I've watched his motivational videos on Facebook. I follow his post and they always lift me up. So today, Matt is not only going to teach you how to have a serving spirit, but he's also going to share some very personal stories about his life uh, that a lot of people don't know and some things that he that he has overcome. So I'm just going to read a short bit of his bio and I'll post the the full versions in the show notes and then we will jump right in. So according to Matt's mom and grandparents, he began speaking and asking questions at a super early age. And apparently, when he would discover an answer that created some sort of disturbance within his soul, he would say, there must be a better way. Matt enjoys serving leaders and their staff to help them discover their special blend of leadership and success. And he really does that. He does that with three key areas to accomplish this big thinking training, and that's connective communication, creating customer allegiance, and capturing the gold that is embedded in conflict. Matt has served as president and moderator of a local state, local and state nonprofit organization. He's served as workshop and or keynote speaker for multiple organizations. He has served on various boards and committees. He has even served throughout Bulgaria twice in his speaking and coaching on collaborative communication. And he is the author of, I love this title, Oh Yes, 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 You Can, Principles in Leapology, which you can get on his website, and I will post a link in the show notes. Though Matt has been called many things, his favorite titles are dad and daddy to five amazing adult children, grandpa to Rudy, Felix, RJ, Carmen, Alicia, Ezekiel, Noah, and two more grandchildren arriving, one in September and another one in December. Matt, I'm not sure if that has actually happened yet. You'll have to let us know. He enjoys preparing and serving friends and family meals, riding his Yamaha 2016 Stratoliner, I hope I'm saying that correctly, in search of wind therapy, and his favorite cookie is chopped chocolate chip, no nuts. I will make you wait no longer for this awesome human being. Meet Matt Upton. I was thinking about, you know, the the first time that I ever saw you and you didn't, we didn't even realize that we were going to connect later was at the National Speakers Association Nashville chapter, was, which was probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago, you did a session yeah. there. And then from yeah. there, I've seen you so play, so many places, and I didn't know um, 
at that time, Matt, your connection, first of all, to speaking to, I mean, you speak to a lot of groups, but you do have a lot of people in the child nutrition industry and you've dedicated your, your life, I think, to serving and teaching other people how to serve. So I just, I wanted to hear from you first because this podcast, my listeners want to hear about mental well-being and emotional well-being. And I talk a lot about this concept of stepping outside of yourself and focusing on others. But you put serving at the forefront of what you do and not everyone does. So how, why did you, how did you get there? Why is that so important to you? And you really walk it out. The, um, thank you. The, the reason that I believe that serving is the real ticket to uh, health, physical, mental, uh, that whole spectrum mm-hmm. is because when you're focusing on other people and what your own GPA, your own gifts, passions, and abilities can mm-hmm. give the community and make that community that you're within uh, to really thrive. And as that happens, there's a reciprocal event that happens because when you're pouring yourself out there, um, what happens is that spills back on you in so many ways. And for me personally, mm-hmm. it checks my ego at the door. Oh, because, that went because my, yeah, because my total agenda is not about me. It's about you. It's about and then it teaches me how to connect to you, which is more about me understanding your language, your insights, so that I can speak and connect with you wherever you're at, rather than you having to come to wherever I'm at. And that whole serving mentality came to me through two people that just were massive, um, influencers in my life. Uh, one was my grandfather. He modeled that. He, uh, he never ate first the entire time I've known him, uh, that, that him and I, that he was alive. I never saw him scoop a thing of food or eat a sandwich before other people in his home. Really? Yeah, never. You know, you think of that a lot of times with more so with moms and grandmothers and women. You don't, especially in that generation of your grandfather. So that is super special for you to have seen that. Oh, yeah. And and I didn't even know I was watching that when I was a kid. It was later on when I started kind of capturing and chronicling what he and I asked him about that and he he said to me that his greatest and most important person in his life modeled that in front of him and I said well grandpa who is that and he said it was his best friend and his best friend was Jesus and 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 he just modeled that in such a powerful way that it it sort of uh, leached over into me. Wow. And I didn't even really realize, Tammy, that that was becoming what I would hang my hat and it would be the cornerstone of my life is to serve. You know, you said something a minute ago and 
if you if you hear me typing, by the way, at any point, it just means for Matt and for anyone who's listening, I'm just making a quick note so that I don't forget that I have something I want to ask or mention. Um, so I did. I wrote. I, I typed in the word ego because as soon as you said it, checks when you do things like you know your grandfather being that that role model to serve others and you you doing that checks your ego the first thing that came to mind because we're both speakers is it is very easy as a speaker when you're up there speaking to people to put your ego first but but then the more that you talked i really heard and felt that this concept of ego goes way beyond just someone being a speaker you know, having that ego puts you at the forefront, no matter what you're doing, whether you're just hanging out with people or whatever it is, but you always have that servant mindset, not just when you're speaking. Thank you. I, I hope yeah. people see that and feel that every time I get around them. Um, because I really think that we're designed as threefold mm -hmm. personalities. We have our physical, we have our, our spiritual and we have what I refer to as our soul. And for me, when I say the word soul, I'm referring to that part of the human makeup that is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And when my ego gets in the way, what happens is I'm just, I edge the grandeur of life right out. I edge, uh, some people would say I edge God out. And then I become this one dimensional person, which is, my body and my body has to have other people paying attention to it. Oh. My soul and my spirit thrive on serving other people, serving bigger causes than me. Cause I think that Tammy is what gets us up out of bed. Yes. I think that's what keeps us up late at night is when we're trying to figure out how we can make somebody else's world better because of the gems we picked up through our mountaintop experiences and valley uh, experiences as well. So what would you say to someone who responded this way to this concept of serving other people uh, more so than yourself? How would you respond when you hear some people say things like, well, that's all I ever do is take care of everybody else when am I supposed to take care of myself? I mean, we encounter that, right? right. All the time, all the time. It feels that way. Like you, that, that, like I could say to you or someone could say to you, but well, I do serve. And that's why I'm so exhausted because that's all I do. What would you say to them? Well, I, uh, that's a very good question. Very insightful because a lot of people say that, as you know, and as you stated earlier, I get to serve what I think is the best people in this, in the public school system. And that's those people that serve our children and students, their meals. Mm -hmm. And, and what's interesting is the ones that are the happiest, the ones that are the most fulfilled, the ones that seem to have this unending uh, energy, never have to call in sick, they serve for the best of the student. Mm -hmm. Those other ones would say, well, I serve as well. Yet what they're doing is they're serving for their paycheck and their recognition. And they're doing what outwardly looks like a serve, mm 
really what they're doing is they're trying to set themselves up for more recognition, which takes energy from them and takes health from them rather than gives it to them. And so I would ask them questions about what's your motive mm-hmm. to serve. And if, if their conversation is always wrapped about around what they don't get in recognition, uh, how they don't get enough benefits, how they're not paid enough, all that stuff, then they're not serving students. They're serving themselves. And they're attempting to feed their ego. And it's, it's actually taking from them what they're really wishing they had. It sounds almost like you're saying, um, I mean, I want to put words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong. But in a way, it sounds like you're saying that they're serving from their physical self, but not from their soul. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and that serving from their physical self is actually taking from their soul. Mm. Because it has to have energy from somewhere. And so it's, it's actually taking from their soul, their mind, will, and emotions, what they really wish they had. Uh, they don't have joy. Because when you serve well, joy happens to you. And when you're doing the other, you're trying to be happy. But here's the problem. Happiness is based on happenings. Yes. And, and if the happenings aren't what you gauged ought to be, all of a sudden you're sad. All of a sudden you're sick. All of a sudden you've got a pulled muscle and you can't come to work. And all these things compound out there. And, and depression, I think, happens to, with a lot of people because of that. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny when Matt and I started talking before um, we were actually um, recording our session today and we said how we just wanted it to be a conversation and Matt I hope you don't mind I think it's going in a little bit of a different direction than we may have thought although we didn't have a real intent but I uh, so is that okay that we're just sort of oh, anywhere you want to go anywhere okay. you want to go I'm here to serve you and your community I know and that's exactly what you said to me in the email when I asked you yes. to be on the show you were like well thank yeah. you for honoring me to serve uh, this is going to be sort of a, a strange take on this but There are some uh, situations I know in my world where I've, I've met some people who have been in therapy and I hope everyone out there knows, I mean, you know, my past, you know, the mental hospital, I was on medication for, for a number of years in therapy. Of course, for me, it's, it's spiritual God, Jesus, all of those things. But the therapy thing, I've noticed there are times when I think it can almost hinder service if it's not done well because it is so self-focused that I hear, especially some of the younger people that I hear talk about it, well, I've set boundaries. I don't, I don't do this to, for people. I don't say yes to this. And I get that. You know, sometimes we have to set boundaries, but it becomes all-consuming for 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 self and how I can take care of me and self care and the service goes away. And that worries me a little bit. It does me too, Tammy. It does me too. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that in your work with an age thing. I don't know. Yes. Yes. What, what you may or may not know, I hope this is okay to say. Um, Anything is okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, 
I spent about five years, a little over five years, um, just trapped in some choices that I made uh, and drugs and alcohol had totally taken over my life. Um, I did not know this. Yeah. And it took, uh, in one sense, it, it was a snap of a fingers for me to get out of it. In another sense, it was years to overcome that to where I no longer was captured by it. And, and here was the thing that I noticed through that. It's exactly what you just said. When I was talking to people about, would you keep me accountable? These mm -hmm. are the boundaries I have. I don't go here. I don't touch that. I don't watch this. I don't listen to that, this. Well, what happened in every statement, all five of those statements, it seemed like the lure to my former life was mm -hmm. stronger. Yet, when I focused on just being available and to bring my serve to other people, whether it was help them get freedom, uh, whether it was to help them build a fence, mm -hmm. in the midst of me serving for them, guess what I didn't have? I did not have the lure to that former life. It didn't even enter my mind. It couldn't even cross the line and seduce my soul, my mind, will, and emotions because it was mute, because I was busy wow. mowing Mrs. McGillicuddy's backyard because nobody else did. Ugh. And I was doing it for them, not for me, not anything for me. And I found that the barrier, the freedom came wow. in totally focus on, on, focusing on what I could do rather than what I ought not to do. D does that make sense? It does. But I mean, the fact that you were able to, to say that so eloquently with no thought behind it means it really comes from a deep place. And I mean, I have a couple of questions. Do you think that, well, first of all, I'll just say both questions and you can incorporate however you want. Um, first, how did you go, how, how did you start serving others when you were still having difficulty yourself? And the second is, do you think part of that is what you said before that you saw this, you were raised, you saw your grandfather, did that just sort of kick in? I, I think the answer is yes to both of those. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, my grandfather was really good. My grandfather and grandmother was really good in answering any question that I had for them. Mm -hmm. And, and they never, never once, Tammy, in, in the worst of my experiences, did they question me on my appearance, my smell, my attitude, never. And when I asked him why, I was an adult and I had been doing well for quite a while and I had received a pretty prestigious award and they were there and afterwards I was standing in the back and it was all over and people were coming by and shaking my hand and my grandmother was standing right next to me to my right and I leaned over and I said grandmother can I ask you a question and she said sure and I said why did you never talk to me about my appearance why did you never talk to me about my choice of music and my choice of habits 
and she looked up at me and she said, grandson, Matt, because they referred to me as grandson, Matt, for some oh, reason. Okay. Uh, and she said, that's really easy. And I said, what? And she said, your grandfather and I decided when you was just a little boy that we would treat you as though you were what we believed you could be rather than the way you were acting. Wow. And, and I said, wow. And then we got busy and people was there again. And then all of a sudden there was nobody. And I leaned over and I said, I got another question. And she said, what? <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, how did that turn out? Cause I didn't know what they anticipated. I didn't know. <laughs> you were wondering. I wanted to know, you know, and this is what she said to me. Mm -hmm. Eyes of adoration. She looked up at me and she says, much better than we ever imagined. Oh, much better than we. And, and there I am teary eyed as people are shaking my hand. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, um, that sort of kicked in. And the other reason that I served is because that idle time of sitting around with a lot of spatial time mm -hmm. of doing nothing was no good for me because my mind would just drift to the lower echelons of myself, my lower self. Yeah. And, and so when I was busy mowing Mrs. McGillyguddy's backyard, um, all I could think about was mowing that and, and that helped. And as I began to do that, and then as my speaking life took off, Mm -hmm. it's always about that it just it just centered on that because that seemed to be the great antidote to uh, self-promotion and all of that i'm uh, typing so many things here matt like the quotes that i'm going to put in the show notes from this the great anecdote that is just that's just priceless and and so what you just said makes me go back to something you said earlier. You said one of the benefits, you know, mental, emotional for your soul, one of the benefits of serving is that it does come around to help you. And then we went and talked about people who are, who are serving and maybe they're expecting to have something come back to them and sometimes it doesn't. But what you're saying then is as you're out there mowing Mrs. McGillicuddy's yard, you weren't, you weren't thinking, okay, I'm going to do this and let's see what good is going to happen to me because this will be exactly. real. You just did it and through the process, it came back to you and healed you. Exactly. It's part of your healing. Exactly. exactly. And most people today, when I say to them that I had that in my past and I paid a dear price for it, I paid a dear price for it. Um, they'll look at me and I've had people actually say to me, Tammy, why do you have to tell that lie? You, that wasn't part of your past. Why do you make that up? I've had people say to me, those things didn't really happen to you. You're making that up. And the truth wow. is they did happen to me. I, I'm, uh, if you knew me back then, uh, you you would be you would say that's not the same person it's not the same person um it's, well, it's, and it all came about because i really committed myself to serve i really committed myself to serve well you have and you know there's something else that i i i think i knew about you but i haven't 
I mean, I would love for you to tell my listeners just because you're very, you you have a lot of philanthropy work as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the souls of success? Because we've talked about the soul, S O U L. Um, I want them to hear about this, especially if they, if uh-huh. they can help. Is that it's, still going on? Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, souls of success is my endeavor to place brand new souls on the feet of children and students who otherwise wouldn't have new shoes. And, and where that came about is um, at a certain age, Tammy, one day this will happen to you. You'll get older <laughs> and you'll have everything that you really need. And someone's going to say, Tammy, what do you want for your birthday? And you're going to look at them because you crossed this threshold of age where everything you want you have there's really nothing you want anymore yet i think people ask that question from a genuine heart that they want to give you something yes will be a blessing to you and 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 i had no answers and i would say oh nothing yet in my quest to serve i needed to have an answer because i was doing them a disservice by saying nothing Okay. Mm, so I began, I began to wonder what for the following year, which was four years ago, uh, what could I do? What, what, what could I say next year when people ask me this question? And that January, my birthday is in October and uh, on the 10th of October and the following mm-hmm. January, I was having a conversation with my mother-in-law and she was retelling me a story that she had told me many times of growing up in the panhandle of Texas mm-hmm. and only get one pair of shoes a year. And that they were called going to town meeting shoes and they could only wear them when they went to church on Sundays mm-hmm. or they went to town school or to someone's house. All the other times they had to go barefoot. And she said to me, Mm-hmm. that um, she hated going barefoot in the panhandle of Texas because of the red dirt and her feet were always dirty and she'd get these little stickers in there. And she made herself a promise when she grew up, she would have more shoes than anybody she knew. <laughs> and, and and she does. She has a lot of shoes. Is this, the, on, is this the same grandmother? No, this is Different my mother-in-law. Okay. This is oh. my mother-in-law. Oh, you said that. I'm sorry. That's yeah, right. This is my mother-in-law. And so it dawns on me that what I'm going to do is for my birthday that year, I was going to give away a hundred pairs of shoes to people that otherwise would not have shoes. Well, that did nothing for me. It didn't excite me. It didn't do anything for me. So the next day I decided that I would give away 250. I would double it plus a half. and and then that would be okay. Well, it still, Tammy, it, it didn't. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't excite me. It didn't inspire me. Nothing. So I sort of let it sit on the shelf. And February fifteenth, almost a month later, I woke up with this number running through my head of one thousand ten, because my birthday is ten ten. Uh-huh. I said, I'm going to give away. 1,010, 10, 10 shoes on my birthday. And I took a chance. I took a leap 
and I posted it on Facebook on the calendar invite uh, that afternoon, February 15th, uh, four years ago, mm -hmm. that on my birthday, that's what I would do. And um, privately, there was a few people that contacted me and asked me if I was crazy, that that was too many shoes, that was too high <laughs> Uh, and and I said it's just what I have to do well yeah. then all of a sudden out of nowhere people started giving me cash or shoes to give away on my birthday and um, some were trying to get rid of old shoes to make room for new shoes in their closet and I told them no I'm going to give away new shoes because anybody That's, can get new shoes that wasn't anybody your goal else. Yeah. And so we tripped along, we tripped along uh, about two weeks before October the 10th of that year, 16. Uh, we had about 800 pairs of shoes. And then all of a sudden, shoes started coming from everywhere. Wow. The local newspaper found out about it. Uh, anyway, a long story short, on my birthday that year, through 10 different venues in California, we gave away almost 1,400 pairs of shoes. Uh. Gave away almost 1,400 pairs of shoes. And I thought it was going to be a one-time thing. I thought it was going to be a one-time deal. It'd be that year. Well, by the end of that day, I'd had almost $200 cash given to me to for next year. And... Um, and a couple of brand new pairs of shoes were brought to me from people that stopped to see what we were doing. And, um, and now, as of now, we've given just a hair over 4,000 pairs of shoes. Some have gone to Mexico. Some have gone to Africa. Some have gone to the state of Washington, Oregon. Arizona and all through California. Uh, we've helped orphanages. We've helped uh, children's receiving homes. It's just been phenomenal what's happened. Um, Is there a, a link I can post in the show notes? It's, it's just my website and there's a tab there. Okay. I need, I need to update that tab, um, but it's right there. Um, okay. A little bit of that story. And I'm a little bit behind on the, uh, the list, you know, all the, the things on it. I just had the, the website redone and I'm a little bit behind on it, but yeah, you can just, it's on the website. That well, I'll post that so that, okay. so that people can see it. I just, I, I'm, you don't know, I'm just sitting here recording, but I just feel super inspired just like <laughs> a variety of ways. So maybe in the, in the rest of our time together, are there some tips that you could give others to have this serving spirit, um, whether it's whether it's in their business, in their lives, in their relationships. Um, how can you help them, Matt? Um, well, I think there's I think there's four things that 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 we have to come to. We have to really look at the current location that we're in, mm -hmm. the location of your life, the location of your business, the location of your relationships location of your career and, and you really have to be honest with yourself do do you enjoy where you're at mm. really is it really meeting the needs is it really fulfilling you and and i think i think tammy i, I would say that 
you have to give up searching for happiness and start and mm-hmm. and start looking for fulfillment what mm-hmm. really fulfills you because i think the byproduct of fulfillment is both success and happiness i think when you chase happiness when you chase success you're really focusing on yourself okay and it keeps running away it keeps moving forward yet when you really determine through your own loca- own location what your gpa is what are your gifts what are your passions what are your abilities and are you fulfilled in this location if you're not then you need to move forward if you are then celebrate that embrace that make that a big big deal okay i love that if it's not if it's not then be honest with yourself mm-hmm. i'm not fulfilled in my relationships i'm not fulfilled in my career i'm not fulfilled in my volunteerism in serving my community i'm just not fulfilled then what you have to do is move to the second point okay you have to establish what fulfillment could be for you you have to estimate that you have to you have to establish and estimate what fulfillment would be for you because yeah, it's not just good enough to just say you're not fulfilled right i mean you gotta right. if you're gonna move on to something you gotta figure out what it is exactly right you got to establish that and sometimes that takes reaching out to a tammy sometimes that takes reaching out to a matt and saying i've decided i'm not fulfilled but i don't really know how to do this next step Mm -hmm. and sometimes you need to reach out to somebody that can coach you through the right questions and and kind of stay away from people that give you counsel on what to do don't go to your favorite aunt because your favorite aunt is going to tell you, you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, don't go to your cheerleaders, go to somebody that'll be honest with you and establish and or estimate what you're going to do next. And then what you have to do is you have to launch out. You have to launch out. Your third thing is be willing to make adjustments as you move towards whatever fulfillment looks like for you. That's a scary one. It is. Yes. When you get ready to make that leap, the location is very important and be honest with yourself. Estimate, establish where you want to go. Willing to adjust the course because when you're out there, all of a sudden you're in new land. You're, you're in, the valley of the shadow of death, so to speak. And, and you have to keep your eye on those, that stable land of fulfillment. And you may not get there the way you originally thought you were going to get there. Keep your eye on that. Don't be married to the plan. Be married to the journey and the location that you're going to. And then last, the last is, um, Plan what it's going to be like in that new land of fulfillment. What's picture that very strongly in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. Uh, what I do is I help people write that down and, and then make it a letter to themselves or to me, what 
a year from now would look like if you took that leap to fulfillment? Mm. What would the year, what would it look like? All right. So you're saying sort of like having a vision, like seeing yes. it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Mm. Yes. And, and the difference, the way I go at it is a little bit different than, than some is I want you to go to that space and write it down, what it feels like to be there, mm -hmm. uh, what's around you, what your new relationship is, not what it's gonna be, but what it is. What your new career is, rather than what it will be or can be. Uh, and then that becomes your map, that becomes that, that journey, um, and then you can go there. Um, and, and that's why I wrote my book, Oh Yes, Yes You Can, Principles of Leapology. Yes. Because I think we have to take leaps. I think we have to do that. And so many of us get nostalgic and we want what we think was. And the truth is, I don't want to go back in time. Right. I want to, life is a journey. I want to go forward. I want to leap to wherever I got to go, wherever, whatever is out there for me. And you want to leap and see what's next. And I think most people do. I really do. You know? The truth is, we like it when our kids were four and five years old. But at this stage of your life, do you really want your kids to still be four and five? <laughs> I do not. Exactly. <laughs> we don't. No. We leap forward, you know? I we love them. I miss them. Yeah, but no. Yeah, exactly. And everybody's like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the final thing is uh, that I would say as a pointer, Speak more about what you want and less about what you don't want. Oh, that's good. And, and I have a son who got trapped uh, in, um, in meth and, oh. and he got trapped. He was 12 years down. He's right now approaching his ninth, no, his 10th month of clean and sober. Oh, fantastic. And one of the problems that I see in the recovery world is every single day they go to a group, they sit down knee to knee, and they say, hi, I'm a recovering whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that the ones that really get the power of change, the power of transformation are the ones that say, hi, my name is, and I'm delivered. I'm transformed. I'm no longer what I was. Wow. I'm not what I'm going to be, yet I'm no longer what I was. And we speak more of what we want rather than what we don't want. Whew. Matt, that was so good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh Thank my you. goodness. Those, you know, you, you have said powerful stuff from the moment you open your mouth until here as we're wrapping up toward the end, not one second 
have I not been thinking deeply, more deeply about making changes in my life. So I just have to just thank you from the bottom of my heart. It was amazing. Tammy, thank you for the, for the privilege, mm -hmm. for the deep privilege and the trust that you gave to me. Mm -hmm. Part of your family, your community that you serve. Uh, it's such a deep honor. And, and to be in your circle, in your atmosphere, uh, every time I get around you, I'm inspired. Um, wow. Every time. Even right now, as I'm saying <laughs> to you, I get goosebumps because I admire you. I admire what you're doing. And uh, you're just above my deserve line and uh, make me want to be better. And I admire everything that you're doing. Well, you know, that part wasn't true above your, like, I, we're just a big old love fest here. We, and we really do. We really do. We really do enjoy um, being around each other and learning from each other. It really is such a great mutual relationship. And mm -hmm. I will, Matt, you will send me um, any links as far as like where to get your book, um, how you would like people to contact you to speak. Um, whatever you would like people to get from you, we will put it right there in the show notes. So anyone can reach out to you. Now he's not a therapist, so don't, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not a good counselor at all. I'm not a good counselor. So me, me coach, I'm a good yes. coach. Coaching. I, I'm, a, I'm a terrible counselor. Uh, everybody, you could reach me at an email leap, L E A P at mattupton.net. You can call or text me anytime you want at 916-708-8103. Um, that's 916-708-8103. Awesome. And um, Tammy, thank you so much. Perfect. Matt, I'm sure we will see each other soon and be in touch. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I hope that we will speak again soon. Me too. Okay. Too. Thanks, Matt. See you later. Okay. See you later. And sadly, that is our time for today. I absolutely know that you learned something today about serving because you've heard from the expert. So please pass the show link along to a friend or two. Um, head on over to TammyWest.com to get information if you'd like for me to speak at your next event. And also you will find all the promised information to contact Matt if you'd like for him to speak for your group or coach you or get his book or donate to a Souls of Success or just whatever you need. Um, I will tell you, and it'll be in the show notes, Matt's email is leap, L-E-A-P, at mattupton.net. And he always likes for you to contact him by phone, 916-708-8103. So send him a text. The monthly giveaway, as always, will come from leaving a comment on the blog. So be sure to do that. It is still the Consider Yourself Hugged mug, which is really going over very well. I know you will love it. And thank you so much for listening. Our little community is really starting to grow. So finally, remembering, as always, our mental and emotional well-being goal, I hope that you will renew your thoughts daily, adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to yourself and to others, and make positive mental and emotional choices every single day of your life. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.